What we've got here is failure to communicate. Freedom. Freedom? Well, sign away my freedom. Why, this is ridiculous. Don't be corny, brother. <laughs> sure, our system of free enterprise isn't perfect. But before we throw it away for some imported double talk, let's turn the clock back a few years to see what it's done for us. With your host, Mike Paul. So my hands were just real stinky because every like six months or so, I like to go through my change jar and look for pre-1964 dimes and quarters. And this is something that when silver went crazy, I think it was 2010 or 11, uh, this was a huge fad and a lot of people made bank doing this. They would go when silver was 50 bucks an ounce and nobody was onto this yet. They'd go to the bank and then just withdraw like $500 worth of dimes and quarters just in rolls and then go through and pick out all the pre-64 silver, like because it's 90% silver before 64. And people would make like on a, you know, $100 worth of quarters, they'd make like 900 bucks with, you know, 20 minutes of labor or whatever. Uh, Maybe that math is off, but I don't know. But anyway, that was so popular in such a small niche in like 2010 and 11 that most of it has been picked over. Like if you go find, you know, get your change jar and look for pre-65, unless it's been in your house for a really long time, it's going to be tough to come by. So I like to do it anyway and humor myself. And even if I did find like one 1963 quarter, it would probably be like that Napoleon Dynamite scene. Like it's like a dollar an hour with all the labor that you have wrapped up in it. But uh, still fun nonetheless, even if it's for chump change. You got too much time on your hands, Nick. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to start. That's when I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently I need to start looking through my change. I remember being a kid and like, I thought I was cool if I found a wheat penny. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, I feel like in, you know, how, uh, the the story right now is, oh, my God, did you know that pre-1964, they actually made silver out of quarters? And they made pre-1981, they made pennies out of actual copper. I feel like in 30 years, they're going to be like, guys, if you go back and you find physical old U.S. coins that people used to carry, the pennies are made out of zinc and you can make bank finding these pennies, you know, it's like, they're just devaluing everything. Like it used to be silver and then it was too expensive, expensive to produce. So then that became like out of production and now it's zinc and all this shit. And then people are going to find it in the future. And it's like, it's just a commodity, you know, it's zinc, a Did physical ever, thing. It's not a token. You ever see that, uh, that twilight zone episode where it's like in the future and they find uh gold and, uh, well, I think the whole episode is actually showing like these guys fighting over the gold and then it fast forward like way in the future and then they, they come across the gold that the guys were fighting over and they're like, like what what exactly is this stuff? They're like, oh, that's gold. It's like humans used to value this and you know find it like the most valuable thing on earth and it's like completely worthless now, like however many years in the future. It's like I wonder if that's ever actually gonna happen. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's it's less you than know, less than the test of time so far. Yeah. I I just had this thought, Nick. You said it's pre-64, they had 90% silver. Yeah. So if you've noticed the trend, there's a lot more vampires in Washington, D.C. after 1964. <laughs> Dude, that is brilliant. I, I don't know if that's first. a coincidence, but... <laughs> Dude, you, should, you, so, need to approach, you need to approach Alex Jones with that. <laughs> there's more vampires in dc and they're turning the frogs gay (laughs) 
But I mean, there's always been a lot of vampires in DC, but after 64, it, it amplified. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they get away from the mint. It's definitely worth being investigated yeah. for sure. That's a, it's a strange coincidence. Yeah. I tell um, you what, after this week, I got to crack a cold one. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think we want to harp too hard on all the, uh, the, the GameStop hysteria. Cause I feel like you can't get away from that. Um, content anywhere you go it's like every youtube channel every podcast every news network is, is talking about it um but what exactly have your guys' thoughts been on it i mean what do you what do you see happening and and how do you feel um honestly this this week has kind of made me feel how i would feel if i listened to a bunch of skrillex songs in a row where and what i mean by that is i, I feel pretty loud confused and kind of excited um Definitely, I don't believe this was the unity that Joe Biden was hoping for. <laughs> um, he, uh, he, you know, he wanted unity, but God forbid if we all, un- you know, unified against hedge fund overlords and politicians that are inevitably in bed with them. So I, I don't think that was the unity he was looking for, but uh, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. You know, there's people on all sides of the political spectrum, like, hell yeah, burn it down. Let's see how far we can take this. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, like, right away. Like, go back to January 7th. Let's go after the, the debacle at, at the Capitol and all that chaos, and the country cannot be more divided. Like, no one's in agreement about the election, about what happened the day before. Like, the left and the right are not going to get along. Can you imagine if someone came up to you January 7th and was like, hey, guys, in a couple of weeks, the left and the right, everyone's going to get along real well on one issue, and, oh, by the way, take your life savings and invest in GameStop. Yeah. You know, that like deserted uh, blockbuster of video games, go put all your money on that. You'd be like, what? Like none of this is possible. Why, why would you be saying this? Dude. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is you, you go into GameStop, you bring in your old console and about 52 games and they give you about $4 and 22 cents for it on trade, but their stock's worth like 320 bucks right now. Pretty wild. Yeah, and yeah. you know you're talking about like the the unity thing, and uh, I, I saw this thing. Uh, I don't have all the facts in front of me right now, but basically, uh, Citadel is the company that either owns or they're like the sister company of uh, Melvin Capital, right? And at Citadel, uh, Ben Bernanke is the senior financial advisor, and if you look at uh, Biden's Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen former fed chairman. So the, the guy who's heading up the company that is being attacked right now and the administration that's refusing to really comment on this, I think it's because they're trying to tell Joe Biden what his, his rhetoric is like, here's what we want you to say. And it's somewhat nuanced and you can't get away with just some copy and paste rhetoric he's been saying for 50 years. So it's like, okay, Joe, we think this volatility is dangerous for the financial security of the nation. And he's like, did you, you know what the, the the jerks that are walking around the cotton headed ninny muggins dog dog faced and he just he doesn't understand what's going on so they're trying to have some kind of response and then people asked about Janet Yellen she had uh she did a speech for uh Wall Street I think for Melvin Capital for yep. eight hundred thousand dollars for forty five minute speech and the Biden administration's only comment on it was well she got that because she's a great speaker and deserved it. And she's a woman clap back. That's yeah. what their, that's their response. 
Well, that's yeah. I mean, what what more explanation do you need? So, you know, I, I know we said we're not going to dwell on it, but uh, I, I found some things that are pretty interesting on this um, that I think is being extremely misrepresented in the media. Which, I mean, no surprise. I mean, financial media is controlled by well people in finance. So, um, the first thing I'll start with is on Bloomberg TV now, Interactive Brokers Chairman Thomas uh, Peterfee, Peterfee, sorry, I'm probably butchering that name, said regulators and brokers agreed that restrictions on trading in relation to Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, and Schwab all pulling bullshit where they would only let you sell your shares, or in some cases I've heard of people's shares auto-sold for them. Um, Regulators and brokers agreed that restrictions on trading because they believed the short squeeze would keep going and going, in quotations. So they had to, in quotations, stop the losses. Stop the losses for whom, Thomas? Who is at risk here? That was a tweet from uh, Jim Bianco. And now we'll get into some real meaty stuff real quick on this. So... A Redditor, which I will not say their username because I, I I don't believe that doxing people is appropriate. CNBC recently doxed a Redditor that was making a wad of cash off this, and I thought that was totally inappropriate. Um, but it was the post was titled, 30 Seconds Away from Triggering a Market Nuclear Bomb. And the author of this post made a disclaimer that he he is a monkey and do not take any financial advice from him. Uh, But he says, we're approximately 30 seconds away, and this was yesterday, from triggering a nuclear bomb that would have blown up the market. Do I have your attention? Well, here it goes. One, yesterday, new call option strike prices were added all the way up to $570. And then he said, we've been over this. When deep out of the money call options start being gobbled up and the price starts moving towards being in the money, the call writers have the hedge, their risk of having their sold calls exercised typically by buying stock. This creates upward pressure on the market. We've been seeing these movements all week, which we have. I mean, you've seen all the spikes. Now, two, point number two. Yesterday, after market, you probably saw a coordinated effort to drive prices down and spook retail investors into a mass sell-off. It didn't work. Three, Last night, Robinhood sent out a message to their users. You can no longer enter into new options. You could exercise them if you had the collateral money in your account to do so. Very interesting and the first sign of pants shitting fear. Point four. Today, the market opened very strong. It opened so strong that we were looking at self-perpetuating gamma squeeze all the way up past $570. Five. At approximately 9.58 a.m., the stock had reached $468 in a parabolic move. Six, two minutes later at 9.56, Robinhood tweeted that they were not allowing users to buy GME stock, but they would allow selling. Seven, the trend instantly halted and started a collapse downward before picking up a bit, especially after some retail was allowed back in. And so now that you're clear on the facts, understand this. The market ran out of liquidity today or was threatening to get close enough that they killed it. What does that mean? It means that they ran out of shares and or capital. They wouldn't let you buy new shares because we were burning through all the shares on the market. 
So it was essentially infinite upwards pressure. So the long story short, do you, you know, do you get your tendies now? The answer is this. They need, need, need your shares. Do you get that? Hold. Like the guy in the movie Scream, they're out of bullets and create a stampede. That's how we win. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> one person who's kind of been like the uh, leading general of all this has been Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool. And he's just been like going to war. <laughs> he literally declared war on Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, and it's been pretty incredible and very extremely influential. And Elon Musk, too. Not a yeah. bad movement to have the big, the richest guy in the world on your side um, in this scenario. But even the way the media is kind of like, they don't like Elon, you know? Um, right. They, uh, there's an article going on yesterday. I won't read the whole thing, but uh, from CNN, I think it was two days ago, but they're saying how Trumpism is to blame for uh, <laughs> the games. <laughs> like, how Trump's to blame for everything. They can't give up that that shtick. But um, they said, like, because Trump is the middle finger to elitists, and all these people think they got to take yeah. out the called elite. Um, but yeah, and then they're saying, and then, you know, uh, Elon Musk put out this tweet that put said, uh, game stonks in regards to the the Reddit uh, page. And um, they called him a, a known skeptic uh, or a COVID skeptic. Sound like someone else we know? Like they're trying to compare, like box him in with Trump. Like yeah. Elon might as well be Trump. Like he's just some rich white guy. Don't trust him. Dude, he's but. too big to slander like that, right? I mean, he's been on, you're talking about somebody who's gone on Rogan and long form conversation. He has a body of work and, you know, just a track record that's impressive on its own. Everybody knows who he is. They're very familiar with him. You're not going to pull some like Gavin McInnes bullshit slander where you say he's like a white supremacist or whatever. Uh, you know, he's just a field general right now. And he's this last year. I, I was never, I was always kind of, I, I didn't hate Elon Musk, but I wasn't like, I was kind of skeptical of him. You know, it's all of his uh, investment previously had come from the federal government at like 2% interest rates for venture capital, which is crazy. But this last year, man, if he hasn't said all the right things about everything and yeah. it's it's a lot of fun to watch. And when you were talking about, uh, you know, Biden, like unifying the country, one thing that was hilarious to me is like, OK, so Biden is basically like incapacitated. Like he's he's every time you see him, he looks weak. He only talks like once every three days. I mean, I don't even pay attention because it's like somebody will let me know if he stumbles and he does like every time he talks. But it's like, you know, the kind of anti-establishment thing that's been growing and and it's been on the left and right you saw it with like you know the popularity of bernie sanders and everything it, it feels like it's culminating right now in something where you know the classic like elitist divide and conquer strategy is starting to backfire with something like this and now uh tim pool was talking about this on his show but there's like the young republicans foundation like some college campus you know uh like young americans for liberty but for conservatives and uh, who else? Some left-wing group. They're calling for uh, Occupy Wall Street 2.0 at the same park. I forget the name of it in New York, but yeah. uh, it's like this is really – it's like, guys, let's stop arguing about transgender bathrooms for a minute, and let's actually look at the financial elite that we could all stand to benefit from for you know taking them down. And there's something beautiful about it. I think by Biden being unable to say or do anything, people are like, okay, I guess we have to kind of look away from politics and just start fucking shit up. And that's what we're doing. And it's a lot of fun. I keep it. I hope it keeps going. And how can yeah. we roll this into like the mortgage industry so, and banking and all this stuff? And yeah. And, and, you know, if you look at it, I I've really enjoyed the, the sentiment. It's the anti-establishment and it's also 
millennials and what's the generation Gen Z, whatever they want to call themselves. Zoomers. The Zoomers. That's right. Um, it's like this big fuck you to the boomers. Like people, there's this big divide because like, you know, and I don't want to trash on the boomers too much because it, you know, it's pretty mainstream to do that at this point, but people, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, all, all these people are now like, well, I'm going to take my money and invest it and I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps, you know? And they called their bluff on this squeeze on this short. And now everyone's like, well, you can't do that. So what do you want us to do? Like, Two years ago, they said, stop being stupid and blowing your money on a PS4 or PS5 when you can put that money in the stock market and make money. Well, these people put – so what the government did is they gave people money and they put it in the stock market. And there was uh, <laughs> some some asshat was on CNBC going, we gave them $1,200 checks to sit at home, and they went in and they put the money in the stock market, playing it like it's a video game. Yeah. My favorite story that I saw today out of all of them was that Biden was saying that he's going to withhold stimulus checks because it's going to, it's going into the, the stock market and manipulating our markets. And it just cracks me up so much because, you know, to the extent that he understands what's going on, which I'm not convinced he is, but he just knows that there's some fuckery afoot, but it's almost like he's this old timey grandpa. That's like, I was going to give you a little, a little gift for your birthday, but I know you're getting to that age where you're going to spend it on bottle rockets and soda. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, was that, was that a real story? I, I heard it through the great vaccine article. Is that, is that verified? That I saw it. I should, I should have done my diligence. I saw an article, like just the headline, like in meme format, you know, from I believe CNN, it. I mean, so. I honestly, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's our go-to cool. is like threaten to stop giving you money and call you racist. That's the or, and then and then when when uh, when Wall Street bets inevitably does bankrupt Wall Street, they're they're gonna bail out Wall Street. They'll be like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta help these guys. Our economy." <laughs> hey Nick, before we get too far off, I want to go back to circle back a bit to Elon Musk. Um, did you see that this is today? The Justice Department is investigating Elon Musk's SpaceX following complaint of hiring discrimination. So the day after, after he does that thing where he sides, you know, the game stonks, the DOJ's investigating him for racism. Yep. Like, and they're gonna just, they'll, they'll come after Portnoy too. Yeah. Somewhere. Like they'll try and they well, they already try to slander him. They just ran a story on Portnoy about a documentary where he said it was mis- they said he was misogynistic, misrepresented her, and was sexist or something. I Dude, I don't know. It's like I I don't know. I think it's even their only the weapon. They love wokeism because it's the only weapon they have when people start to actually they it's we're living the plot to Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. They're going after all the producers. That's what they're doing. Well, it's just so interesting because even like all the woke lefties, a lot of them got in on this action. Like all my left wing friends are like aligned. Like we're just sending memes back and forth. We're laughing. You know, they they have different solutions to taking on Wall Street. They they want to get more referees and more government involved to fix this. And I'm like, hey, get the referees away from the game. Um, but hey, we'll we'll solve that later. Let's just get the money away from them. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, this is like their worst nightmare because we're not fighting about race and, and what bathroom to use for uh, infinite genders. Like we're going, right. no, the only privilege I see are you guys who live above the law and play by a different set of rules than the rest of us. Like when they can shut down your trading because they ran out of liquidity. They literally mm-hmm. risked, they were willing to go to prison instead of giving people money. Well, it's easy because they, they probably have a fall guy they can send to jail. To, it's yeah. way cheaper. Well, than... 2008, no one went to jail. Right. Can't no one. Not one you not, can't, because not one person was responsible to get hanged. And so they all just... knew what they were doing. Right. They all knew what they were doing. Yeah, man. It's it's something else, though. I don't know. I mean, I wonder what's going to happen next week, though, because what was the story with AMC? Was that if it closed above $9 today, then it was into the same waters as GameStop where that yeah was... then they they couldn't leverage um people's shares as like they basically they couldn't they couldn't delay owing the shorts that they that they owe on Monday if it closed above nine I, f- I forget the exact details of it and to be honest like I understand the fundamentals on a pretty rudimentary level but then it gets really sticky it's like okay with GameStop they owe more than a hundred percent of the shares. So it's like, if you own shares, they have to buy your shares, but it's like with AMC, it's like they own, they owe something like 80% of all the shares. So it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. so you put a sell option in at a certain price and then, well, what if your shares aren't one of the ones that they buy? What happens? And the, the answer is nobody really knows because we're in completely uncharted waters. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things where (laughs) remember that South park meme or the, the episode with the underwear gnomes, like that's how I feel like this whole thing is. It's like step one, hijack Wall Street. Step two, just a blank question mark. Step three, profit. Like nobody knows how to get <laughs> off the ship. Nobody knows how yeah. to get off the ship without like someone getting hurt. Like we can't like everyone can't buy and profit. Like someone's gonna have to eat this when it starts tanking. You know, the, the best part is I've I've seen people run and cover for like the, the hedge fund managers and stuff. They're like, they're gonna lose their jobs. And everyone's like, <laughs> we haven't had a job since March of 2020. You know, no, um, actually, you're not going to get sympathy from these folks. And they yeah. can always learn to code. They they yeah. can learn to code. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I heard um, uh, Jason Stapleton talking about it. Him, him and Matt had a pretty good episode, and they were talking about um, you know a lot of the investors in these hedge funds are. Um, you know, like a lot of the government pension funds, teachers and everything. So that's probably going to be the part, the card they're going to pull. They're going to be saying like, Oh, like this little retired teacher in your town, like, you know, this is, this is her money. She receives every month. You just took that away from her because you know, of what happened and they're going to try to guilt trip the people who won the game into feeling guilty. Not the people who were yeah. being reckless it's, with the money and yeah. put it in a casino. Um, they're going to try to make the people who benefited feel like they're the guilty ones that should feel shame. It's, I, I can tell you right now that Reddit user, and this is a made up name, so don't go looking to dox them. Reddit user asseater69420 doesn't care about the teacher's pension. He's looking to make money on GameStop. Yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah. And, dude, that's, that's the most frustrating thing is like, of course, uh, you know, when they rip people off and, and systematically loot the wealth of the people who are actually trying to make an honest dollar investing, it's no big deal. But when, when it happens once to them, then this is, uh, you know, an insurrection of our financial system. And, and I mean, dude, that's, what's so 
frustrating about this whole thing. But what's also really encouraging to me is I remember like Joe Rogan talking about this, about how Occupy Wall Street, the first movement was like, these people are like white blood cells. Like they don't really understand financial markets. They don't understand how banking works or fractional reserve or Wall Street or options or any of these things. But they just know that something is wrong with this. Like they understand that some people are getting some wealth that don't really deserve it. They're not producing or adding value to society. They're scamming other people and that's why they're rich. And as long as people understand that they know something is wrong, but then they blame like just the rich, somebody who creates a company that goes gangbusters because they revolutionize an industry instead of talking about the people that actually have these political connections and they get this fresh printed cash from the fed and they, they, you know, short stocks like this. And now, and, and, you know, libertarians and people on the right have also said like, yeah, there is a financial elite, but here's what they do. It's not just blanket the 1%. It's these people that are connected right. in this way and what's happening right now. So it's like left and right at the grassroots level, people always agreed that there was some sort of financial elite that was unjust, but they could never agree on exactly who those people were. And I think what we're happening, what's happening right now, this past week is we are agreeing with crystal clear example, who they are, you know, it's the hedge funds, like just as a small example, there's plenty of others, but hedge funds that are, are connected to the stock exchanges and all these platforms and have the politicians on their side and the mainstream media, them versus the people, both left and right. That is the enemy. That's one of them. That's an arm of the enemy. Well, and you even saw it. So, you know, uh, What's uh, what's the name of that Cherokee warrior? Oh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Um, so Pocahontas herself said that you know she's always we gotta tax the rich, we gotta go after them. If they and could give just two pennies, just two just pennies, two pennies, two pennies just of every hundred dollars they make, or whatever. But here's the thing. She came out today in a letter to the SEC, and she specifically mentioned Reddit and other social media platforms that have been manipulating trades as something that the SEC needs to investigate. So ask yourself this, the voters of Massachusetts, whose side is she on? She's not on Ass Eater 69420's side. She's not on your side, and she's most certainly not on my side. She's she's just another another leg of that venomous spider. But do you yeah, think if dude. we just like ran up with a if I took like a couple coins and I like taped them to my hands and you just ran up and just like went boo and like touched Diane Feinstein on the cheeks like if she would just like and yeah. like kill over I think I mean, so, yeah and for all the feds listening I'm not talking that was a joke I'm not I was just talking about yeah. poking her I'm not gonna hurt anybody yeah. Yeah. everything on this podcast is said in satire and not financial advice right I'm Gang. just I'm just nitwit <laughs> yeah. um it, you know the, it's just it's just so crazy to me that that people buy this this virtue signaling nonsense that's that's spewed to them through the media and that's the thing like if you have positions in any of the the we'll call it the big three right now stocks that are the hot topic of the week if you have any positions in those you can't go anywhere to get 
sound information. That honest, honest to God, the only place that you can get even remotely sound information is Wall Street bets. And the thing is, is I mean, it's really, you know, it's entertaining to cruise. I, I've actually, I've cruised that subreddit for like several years now because it's funny. Like people, they talk about how like they borrow money from their their wife's boyfriend to buy more stocks. Like it, it's just like it's like bro, it's like a big bros chat. Yeah, and it's, I think it's not it's not market manipulation on their end. It's literally a bunch of guys talking about making enough money to buy chicken tendies. And <laughs> oh, like, is that what the tendies get, was about? Yeah, that, that's what I said. The tendy man is coming. If you know there's, a, there's like running jokes in the, there's running jokes in the subreddit. Like, they're like, yeah, they're like I had to borrow money from my wife's boyfriend to get more more shares. And like, dude, it's just a bunch of people that are shooting the shit about stocks. Some of them make a lot of money and are really smart. And then there's other guys that are just total like nitwits that are like, I just threw my whole paycheck at this shit. It's, like, it's amazing how, how out of touch you can fall from uh, like what's hot with the kids from the age 20 to 30. Once you have kids, I feel like I'm just an old man. I'm so out of touch with all these hip lingo and new internet trends. But like I said, I used to just read it for the comments because they're like, oh, look at this retard right here. Like, sorry, there's the first list of the night. So, you know, like there's nothing there's nothing incriminating going on. It's just a bunch of guys hyping each other up for throwing money recklessly at stocks. You can't tell me that what's going on on that subreddit is any worse than what's going on in the back rooms in Washington, D.C. That's not true, because according to this headline, which I got from Nick, which I did not read the article, so I apologize if this is satire. I thought this was from The Onion. Um, it is. I don't know, Did you read this article to make sure it was real? Because you sent me the headline because I, I I still can't believe this exists. But according to this, it's CNN Business from January 27th by Moshi R. Horowitz from CNN Business, 103 p.m. The headline, White Supremacist Internet Gamers Buy GameStop Stocks to Purposefully Bankrupt Jewish Hedge Fund on International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Man, they're really reaching, aren't they? I I, I do want to verify that that is legit. Okay. We live in a world where you have to even check. Yes. I mean, it's completely plausible. It could be satire or real. Okay. That's like, if it was a game show and it's like, is this the onion or CNN and, or I guess Babylon B they're cooler than the onion, but it's like, is this the B or CNN? And then it's like, it's a 50, 50 gun to the head. You freeze. You don't know if it's real or not. It could be, we should check. I think that's the real story is that we have to check if that's real. That's how crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Either way, you know, they said uh, the the one I was reading about it being a, a product of Trumpism. They were saying how these people who colluded on Reddit and in parentheses, which is worth noting, was a hot spot for Trump supporters in 2016. It's like, oh, okay, like, oh, very worth noting, yeah. And there's there's Trump supporters everywhere. Like everyone's tired of your shit. They're looking for anything they could get to get an outsider in your system. Trump supporters like the combination of peanut butter and chocolate. You know, it's like, okay. It's not, it's was, uh, that's true or factual, but not truthful. <laughs> Michael yes. Malice always says. Yeah. It's yeah. the old Hitler drink water. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's just mm-hmm. such a throwaway, but we should check. I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, damn. I, I can't, 
I'm not finding anything quickly anyway. Yeah, because all I saw was a screenshot of a <laughs> But I did see someone that commented on, apparently if that headline is real, someone commented on it just going, stock, 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 stock. <laughs> <laughs> We're it's seeing like, the meme lords take over the world right now. And it's the a internet always wins. <laughs> I mean, if people can't come together and appreciate that, and that's what I was so disappointed with with the Trump era. It's like, yeah, he was a scumbag and a total con artist, but that produced some of the funniest four years any U.S. president has ever produced. I mean, the content alone between making fun of journalists, Babylon B is actually keeping a running tracker of how many of their articles are coming true. Because <laughs> really? We live in the upside down world. It's tremendous. Dude. I mean, we had a president that set up there and like, People would try to talk to him about serious issues. He goes, I had the biggest crowds, my crowds, my rallies. I threw the best rallies. And everyone's like, what? And his supporters are like, hell yeah. You <laughs> bet he does. Well, like, I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I wish that people could appreciate that. At least people are appreciating this, except for the – the clowns at CNN business. Dude, we just got to like everyone listening, like your friends that are on the left, we got to stay focused and just keep, remember this time. Like everyone talks about like after nine 11, how everyone was like unanimously in agree that we had to fight terrorism. Like everyone, like, you've never been more aligned together. Like right now is the time to like, let's not go back to fighting over woke politics. Can we just I was like, saying, keep I, this I, momentum rolling together? I was saying today that this is like that Charlie Daniels song in America where he's like, and you never did think that we ever would have done it again in America. Again. You never <laughs> think that we'd ever get together again. And it's like, it's like, that's the Cowboys and the hippies and the rebels and the Yanks. You could make like the 2021 version of that, like uh, the socialists and the libertarians and the, the gamers and the, you know, yeah. like all like of the, the trolls. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Russians don't believe that they can all go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. And that's, man. what's so great about this is right now it's, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the little people that are usually divided and fighting against each other. It's right now we're having this moment where it's like, we get to look around and listen to people. And it's like, what master do you serve? And are you going to lie through your teeth? Like people can't lie about this. Like if they are on the side of wall street and the establishment, they're going to carry water for them. And anybody, maybe somebody's like a socialist and we have completely opposite beliefs of them, but at least they're identifying the same enemy, you know? So it's like, okay, you're a true believer in your ideology. And then you have like the left-wing establishment that is just, you can see clear as day. They're naked. The emperor has no clothes. They're the wizard behind the curtain, you know, the wizard of Oz and they serve the, the elite, you know? So it's, it's a yeah. great red pill moment for everybody. Yeah, I was I was listening. I've been on a huge Jim Croce kick lately. I've been reading his biography, and uh, <laughs> I was listening to the song "You Don't Mess Around with Jim." Like right when GameStop was rallying yesterday, like I got out the phone with my dad, and then like looked back at the uh, stock, and it's like up like another like ten percent or whatever <laughs> on the day. And like right when I was looking at the stock, the the part of the song came on where it was like. Last week he took all my money and it may sound funny, but I come to get my money back. <laughs> it's like, and everybody see Jack. The whole country's doing that to Wall Street right now. It's like the, they're guessing a different kind of story when Wall Street it, hits the floor. There's that meme in my hand. So I will say though that this is the last time this is going to happen. Um, they're gonna they're gonna come down and they're gonna come down hard. And I mean, naturally, it's to be expected that it's not going to benefit. Any, Dude, we any are looking person, 
So we're basically, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to touch on that. We are like a high school party that's raging right now, and our parents just came home early, but nobody gives a fuck. We're just like, let the party go, and like, but tomorrow right. we're gonna be scrubbing <laughs> the floor with our teeth with a toothbrush. Like we there, are in big trouble. Yeah. There should be a playlist to what's happening right now. It's like, you know, we're not going to take it. Like, you know, you don't mess around with Jim. Like, all these songs that are just, like, in this perfect spirit oh, of what's dude, happening. One of the best ones, too, I listened to uh, Sooner or Later, God Will Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. Like, that one's so good, too. It's like, tell the rambler, the gambler, the hedge funder I put in there. <laughs> Sooner yeah. or later, what's been done in the dark will be will be brought to the light. Like, it's just, you can run on for a long time, but God will cut you down. Like, they can't get away with this game forever. And they're and they're they're coming. Um, now the thing is, the there is a potential light at the end of the tunnel here. So, our uh, excuse me, our overlords have already basically overextended their hand to anyone that doesn't watch CNN twenty four seven. They've already they've already overplayed their cards um, with the whole coronavirus deal. You know, they've done it. They've already, they put people out of work. They shut your business down. They harassed people for not wearing masks. They fined people. They did all this crap. Now, if they come back when people feel like they're finally getting a chance to get ahead and they, they did their due diligence, they did their homework and, you know, they, they invested in this stock and now CNBC will tell you it was reckless and manipulation, but it's not. They did their homework. There's been people holding this stock since September. Like they were ready for this. And if they come after, if they shut down trading, which they already did, and Robinhood is getting sued for that. But if they continue to come after this and they rob these people of their profits, I think that they're they're going to get a little ahead of themselves there. There, I don't think it's any coincidence that they decided to keep that fence around Washington, D.C. permanent. Huh. Is it still up? I know it's yeah. Permanent. And it, no, it's staying. Wow. I read, I read, a, I, I saw a headline today. It's staying. Is that not just so, like telling? It's like very telling. Like, why, why do you feel you need they, that for Mr. Mr. Unity? Right. Mr. Unity. All of the country's they, getting restored. They he's not, he's not, he likes to say he's just some working class man from Scranton, Pennsylvania, but that guy he's he's a fraud he's 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 a swamp lizard just like everyone else you can't be in that profession for that length of time and not become just the epitome of it i mean it's just a normal profession i don't care i i I mean if, if they rob these people and we're talking millions of people here globally it's not just a you know there's excuse me global people getting in on this if they rob these people of their profits there will be no unity. They will have made it very clear who's who. Yeah, I feel like, and, dude. I mean, and I think that the the anger and the distrust will you don't reconcile that. No, and okay. yeah, I feel like they they had everyone so well divided in, in your lines. Like you're on the right, you're on the left, and I'll fight. But then the snow globe just got shook. And people are landing all over right now. And like we're all like mixed together. And it's like they were they did not see this happening. Like it just got all no. mixed up. And people are like, Oh uh, yeah, the only privileged people I see here are the people like the cronius, the people that are way on top that play by a different set of rules. 
Like they're above. You don't have you don't have a standing army and a fence around your house. No, no. It's like they're. they're, I don't like. You know, I think people can see that. Like you know, we're we're not privileged because of the color of our skin. They're they're privileged because they were born with a silver spoon, or they were just you know they were made enough crooked decisions to stay out of prison but rise up in politics. And you know that's and that's what I really help people on the left understand is that like the reason why the rules are the way they are on Wall Street is because they work hand in hand with the state. Like this, what is not a free market? It's anything but. It's a complete rigged game for a certain top tier of people. Yep, the Federal Reserve. <laughs> the Fed. Yes, they're okay. they're the cause of all of this, dude. Yeah, all the problems are the Federal Reserve and bad monetary policy. Every societal problem can be traced back to that. Dude, it's true. Like when when you think about it, it's like you know you feel like sometimes as a libertarian and somebody who you know, five years ago, really got obsessed with the Fed and ending the Fed and telling everybody I knew in my life about the Federal Reserve. And I was like, I can't like, as soon as I tell people about this, like, they're gonna care, like, it's only a matter of time before we wake everybody up. And then you realize that most people are just like, yeah, what are you a 20 something year old? Like, you know, shut up. Like, they don't want to they don't want to hear about it. Like, you don't want they don't want their worldview to be shaken up. But Really, when you think about just the effect of this kind of slow and steady inflation, when we talked about the the kind of millennial and Gen Z versus the boomers feud, it's like, look at the, the boomers that came up like in the post-World War II economy and they bought a house and they got a job right out of high school and they had, they made enough money to keep their wife at home with ease and, and you know, buy a car, brand new car put their kids through college and then they watch their real estate value just go up and up and up and up. And they work up these, these management positions at their company and they stay there for 40 years and all of these things. And it's like they had, they rode the nicest economic wave in the history of mankind. And that's, that's like, think about it for real, like the nicest wave ever. They're the most privileged, they're the most privileged, insulated, just babied generation of human beings that's ever been in existence and it's not even close mm-hmm. and god i forgot where i was going I, I just was bashing baby boomers and then i got carried away we could um, do a whole episode but, on that yeah we could okay so what i was gonna say is you know they they do this lecturing thing to the younger generation and you know you look at at what they got away with or i shouldn't say get away with but what they were so privileged to have uh, experienced. And like you look at what it takes right now for somebody in our generation or younger to have the same things they had the boomer generation at their age. It's like, you need to work your ass off. Like you better save your money. You better like really You'd have no life. Line. Yeah. no life. Exactly. And yeah, you don't, yeah, you, you're going to be working weekends and you're, you're going to have a side hustle and paying off all your debts and everything from your twenties. And and it's you're going to have to claw to have that kind of you know comfort that was typical in their generation and you know it's like all of that can be traced back to the federal reserve's monetary policy it's like it's more expensive to be a homeowner it's more expensive to go to school it's more expensive to do damn near everything and it's masked by all of these cheap you know amazing technologies that we have and these imports from china and, and all these things yeah, absolutely. And it's like, we feel rich because right now, you know, we have laptops and microphones that we spent a few hundred bucks on and we're experiencing like the coolest, you know, the, the like something it's like, oh, this is the future. You guys are so fantastically wealthy because you have these technologies, which is, you know, solid point there. 
but at the same time, it's like people don't just want nice things. It's like they want to feel like they're, you know, leaving something behind for their kids and they're making it tougher to do that. And it's at the the epicenter of all of the the kind of feuds in our country right now. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, the other part too, sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah. is that they pushed everything down the road. Every policy that the boomers have enacted is just We'll push it on someone else and it benefits us. Every, everything, every, every policy that they've implemented that they, that they support is all just kicking the can down the road. So do we blame like the hippies? They were like the SJW of the sixties. Um, they did infiltrate academia. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I think that they're, yeah. Anyone that's pushing any economics outside of Austrian, or Chicago school, but I'm pretty sure it's basically just a sector of Austrian economics anyways, is a fraud. And as far as I'm concerned, they, they're they not pushing, you know, even, even hardcore Bitcoiners are based in Austrian economics. So yeah, every, all those clowns in academia, I, I just, I hope and pray every day that the Mises caucus names academia as one of their enemies. Um, to I will. Point. I'll sign up for the LP. I will. You can. I'll put it on record here that I will sign up for the LP if that's if they put it in their platform that their academia is the enemy. I will sign up. To that point, um, the state of Illinois, where well Nick and I live, Tyler's home state, um, is leading the charge with the wokeism. Our, uh, we're trying to push through a mandate. And by we, I mean our corrupt state. Um, on February 17th to basically force at the threat of losing their license, public school teachers to push woke left agendas. Um, some of which includes bringing them to political activist events like anti-gun rallies and pushing through what? all these. Yeah, this is real. Damn, I, I clicked on the, the wrong so link that I had earlier. They're really trying to politicize children. Dude, not only politicize them, it's like blatant. Like they want them to teach that there's infinite genders and they want them to like basically realize their privilege if they're white and to identify the their unmerited success or something to that effect, like unearned uh, privilege. Um, yeah, it's basically this is the punishment because how many people voted for Trump? They are punishing it. It's like, well, your kids are not like we're going to take control of them. This is what you get. You like you naughty peasant. You should not have voted against the cathedral. So now, and I don't know if this is going to go through or not, but I don't know, man, I live in a 3000 person town. So either number one, like obviously I'm going to homeschool if this shit goes through, like my wife and I both said, like we'll homeschool. We're not, we're not going to pay for this. Um, I mean, actually I will be paying anyways because it's property taxes. Yeah. They're getting their money either way. (laughs) You can't really stick it to them with the free market solution. They, when they take your money against your will. Um, But I live in a 3000 person town. It's, it's not a uh, woke county. I, it's going to be mighty hard to uh, for the teachers to enforce this on a bunch of gun owning farmer type parents. So That's, I, I don't. I'm, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, dude. It's, wow. I. But I mean, they do got JB to Don in office. Tony Soprano's cousin, Uncle Pussy. Um, <laughs> Uncle he's, Pussy. Uh, Uncle Pussy. Yeah, that's no, that's the uncle in this premise. Yeah. Uncle Pussy. That's Uncle Pussy in office for you guys. Cook County elected him. I'm sure that it was five votes for every person, but 
Dude, the guy um, is, he's the heir to the Hyatt Hotel family. Like, the guy was literally born a billionaire, and he's going to pander to the left and be like, yeah, yeah, like, we're, let's tax the rich. I'm not listening to that. If I lived in the state of Illinois, I wouldn't be listening to that fat fuck tell me anything about health. <laughs> so, you know, I don't understand. So, it's sad to see that they're putting kids, they're using kids as political fodder, and you know, pushing an agenda. I think the integrity of the public school systems has been compromised for a long time. Um, I actually hold teachers unions in the same regard as police unions. I think that they push a, a culture of unaccountability and they don't, they're not putting forward their best. And I apologize to any teachers listening, um, but your unions suck. Right. And it's like, there's, I know a lot of good people that are teachers. I know a lot of good people that are cops. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. want to be misconstrued that if you have any against them or, or that. It's, it's but like I, you said, I, the unions, the, uh, the teachers' unions are as guilty as the police unions. Every time the police unions protect someone, they sh- murder someone in cold blood. The teachers' unions do the same thing. And they're doing this to your children. And I really hope that with all this coronavirus stuff, people realize that maybe they do have the means to homeschool their kids or. If you can scrounge up cash, send them to a private school. At least here, that. Get to- Tyler, here's some more information on it. It's Here's the name of it. Culturally Responsive Teaching and Leading Standards. That's not misleading at all, right? Um, here's the details. Embrace and encourage progressive viewpoints and perspectives. I'm t- this one's gonna, It's hard to find any pro articles on this. Um, so like they're all like everyone's shredding the article. So I'm trying to find the actual pork besides their, their uh, commentary. But um, your kid's going to come home and hate you because <laughs> you have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> funny, but not funny. Um, oh, so Illinois culturally responsive teaching and leading standards are less about education than political re-education. The new rule mandates, for example, that teachers assess how their biases affect how they access tools to mitigate their own behavior. Racism, sexism, homophobia, unearned privilege, Eurocentrism, etc. Um, you might think it's possible impossible to mitigate the unearned privilege of being white, male, or straight, but Bettina L. Love, a prominent advocate of critical race theory and education, holds that white teachers need anti-racist therapy. By this, she means therapy that combats white emotionalities of the Robin D'Angelo famously called white fragility. Um, no. The committee that drafted the new rule includes an article touting white fragility training sessions to help teachers move past their whiteness and the reading it offers to explain the standards. Like they have to, you just have to move past their whiteness. You see, you know, I've thought about this a lot and as much as the corporate press likes to complain that there's a white nationalism problem or an alt-right problem, which they use interchangeably. What do you think all this is going to do to young white males you're gonna create the problem and i you know not i don't i don't say i support that or you know anything but they're gonna create the problem their their initiatives because all these initiatives are gonna skew one way so in the name of equity they're gonna push this they're gonna push it so far the other way that they're going to alienate all these young white kids. Like you don't have a choice who your parents, 
decide to procreate, you know, with, you don't have that choice. You can't pick what, what color you come out as. So yeah, you, you realize why, why would you demonize young kids for this? Like kids don't really like notice or care much about race. I noticed we have a, I have a almost eight year old daughter and um, she had talked about a friend at school. Like she had a friend, I forgot what her name was. Let's just, let's just call her uh, uh, Kayla for the sake of argument. But she kept on with Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. And um, it was like months later, we actually like saw her at a park and it was a little black girl. And it's like, she never even mentioned it once. Like, why does she look different? Yeah, kids um, don't care about that. They don't care. It's like, she's my friend. Like we get along, we play. She likes to see like the same stuff. It's like, it's not until you're like taught by this, like you're privileged because you're white. Like now you're going to turn them against each other. Like what, what could possibly, what good could possibly come from that? Like, but that's what they want. They want us to divide. So stuff like this doesn't happen. What's happening on wall street. They, they yeah, so we can't money. go, we can't go shoot the shit with ass eater 69, 420 and go, what stock are we buying today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, it's a concerning time to be a parent, but I, I, I think that one, it's too much too fast, especially coming off the heels of this, uh, uh, you know, the wall street stuff when after the election COVID it's like, Oh yeah. And by the way, we're going to hijack your kids' brains and, uh, fill it full of all the stuff you disagree with. Like all these, like, here's the thing. It's always driven me crazy. Like, you know, the separation of church and state and all that. It's like, we're not even allowed to have prayer in school. Can you name one town in the, in the United States that doesn't have a steeple in it? Like, can you imagine any other country where it's like Muslims don't allow like Muslim stuff inside their schools? Like, like any anything in the Middle East, like we're the only country where it's like we are without a doubt a heavily predominantly Christian nation, but we can't have like we can't even say the word God in school. Besides maybe in the Pledge of Allegiance, but the, even that's like we're trying. I don't to even know if they say that anymore, though. Do they? My sister, yeah, my daughter said they do. Do they? Yeah, which is good. Oh, but because I know that when we were in school, it was kind of half and half. Yeah, I think it might depend on the on the town, but yeah. Which is it's ridiculous though. It's like there's there's a steeple in every single little town in this in this country, and we have to pretend that it's like you can't say that you might offend somebody. It's like offend who? Like like is anybody offended if you came home like oh we said a morning prayer to thank God for this beautiful day and our food today? Like would anybody be offended by that really? Or is that just something we're told that we're supposed to be offended? Yeah, by? it's it's like if you're even if you're a militant atheist, you're not offended by Christianity. It's like you you just look down on them. Like I can't believe these people believe in their fictitious like oh, fantasy. Right. But and, you probably and still get like, together with your parent or your family on Christmas, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like <laughs> you know, and it's like if you're if you're a militant atheist and a little old lady says you know have a blessed day or God bless you, uh, honey. It's like. I, even if you're an atheist, it's like, oh, that kind of made me feel good. Or if somebody yeah. tells you that they're praying for you, like, oh, I'll say a prayer for you. It's like, that means a lot, even if I don't believe what you believe. Like, that's, right. it's just a nice thing. And if, as long as people are putting out like goodwill into the world, it's like, we got to drop the silly nonsense. It's like, if a Jewish person says that they're like saying a prayer for you, it's like, thanks. That's, that's very right. thoughtful. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're a good person. And exactly. this is what's, this is the bigger picture right now. I think what's happening is, I think I don't think that this would have happened this week with the stocks if the the storming of the Capitol didn't happen on January 6th. I think it's the same sort. It's a branch of the same thing. I think it's a revolt against the establishment. And I think right now when you're looking at all the COVID restrictions, all of the, the nonsense uh, identity politics they're pushing, 
all of these things. I think right now, and the tech censorship, especially, it's no coincidence that all of this is happening. I think right now the cathedral is getting pushback and negative press like they've never had before. And they're being forced to accelerate their plans. Like they, they were kind of taking this boiling frog approach to slowly taking control of, of you know, social engineering and all of the institutions and programming everybody to have like, just to stifle out all the last of the dissenters. And right now I think a lot of people are waking up to their shit and they're pushing back. So right now they're going for grabs that they're not ready for yet. They're like a wounded animal that has to fight back. And yeah. I think that's what's happening right now. I, I yeah. really do. Like, look at yeah. the tech censorship. They're banning giant, you know, amounts of accounts. They're they're going for more COVID stuff. I mean, right now they're taking their foot off the gas, but you see what's happening. They're they're going way faster. The the frog is realizing that the water's already boiling, and they're trying to jump out. Which can we talk about that? How much talk about COVID numbers in the last three days? Jack no. shit. Yeah, isn't that something? Um, I mean, actually. Do you guys want to hear something extremely fascinating? Go on. So, according to Alex Berenson, who's verified on Twitter, and a great follow if you're on Twitter. So, after four weeks, more serious adverse event reports, including 2.5 times the deaths, have been filed for the COVID vaccines than all other vaccines combined since last June. Not flu vaccines, all vaccines. 100 other vaccines. Think about that. Wow. They're not going to report that. No. Get in line, citizen. Get pricked with this needle. Did you guys see Joe Biden talking about the number of vaccines? That's like the one video I've actually seen of him since he was in office, or I've seen a few, but he's talking, he was trying to explain the, the basic arithmetic of how many vaccines are being rolled out when and how many people it'll vaccinate. And he's like, we get the hundred million vaccines and we're going to have that by late May, early June. And by that means by late, late midsummer, midsummer, 300 million vaccines enough for 600 million to two doses. And by, by early fall two 400 million Americans are going to be. And he's just like, it's like, dude, what are you saying? Like, I'm, I'm really benefited <laughs> out. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to like preemptively say, look at this like rambling fucker. Uh, I'm really trying to understand like, what? what? Dude, that's at, this is that's at Scranton. That's at Scranton PA, that education right there. <laughs> DC is not sending their best when it comes to the yeah. <laughs> like of all. You think, like, you think in a country that has people like Elon Musk in it, like 320 million people and some brilliant minds, like that's like, if this is really a game, it's like that's who we're picking as the leader, the captain of our ship. <laughs> because like like truly smart people don't get into politics. They don't have any desire for that shit. No, they're 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 like you know. What's Once in a while, you'll get someone that feels it's their civic duty, like <coughs> Thomas Massey. <coughs> mm. But uh, anything else, I don't know. I'm I'm just speechless. It all 2021 is going to be great. It's we haven't even finished the first month, and things are already awesome. I'm going to say that it's not even February yet, and it's <laughs> Wall Street's hitting the floor. And uh, so, Nick, when you say the boiling frog. Is the frog gay or not? Oh, dude, they they got the frog. So there's there's like different frog experiments, and some of the frogs they took and they made gay, and the other ones they tried to boil. Which in that analogy, nobody's ever told me why you're boiling the frog. Doesn't it's, unless you're yeah, like right. Sid from you're making frog it's legs. Like a, 
Yeah, it's like Sid from Toy Story. It's like, you know, you cook the lobsters when they're still alive. Uh, boiling a frog, I'm not sure what the objective is, uh, unless you're just like sadistic and weird. But yes, I would have to imagine that depending on what year the boiling frog scenario happened, uh, if it's post about 2014, I believe, according to Alex Jones, then it's probably a gay frog. Probably yeah, the frog analogy is weird. I always thought that too. Like, what? Whoever who figured this out that you could boil a frog to death slowly, it's kind of like um, you know when they figured out that like you could kill a rabbit if a woman was pregnant. That's how they tested for pregnancies back in the day. It's like who who figured that one out? Like, like what? there's so many things we just accept that are normal like that, but it's really really odd. But the they're turning the frogs gay is the moral of the story. It's 2021. <laughs> they're turning them gay. Man. But seriously, though, we got to think about the net positives. 2020 was a bad year. We're going to we're going to roll with 2021 net positives. Everyone. People are making money on stocks. They're they're causing all sorts of chaos. We got fences around D.C. What um, watch by the end of by the end of 2024, the whole nation is going to be having a great time, you know, naming the enemy and, and actually making things better. And it's going to be like, look at Joe Biden's America. People are more unified than ever for the exact opposite <laughs> reason. Hey, he's already he's already delivered. We are more unified than we've been in four years. Um, but Tyler, real Trump, quick, Trump actually formed an office of the former president. <laughs> yes, I he heard did. That. He did. I heard that. So we're um, going to have a shadow government, a people people united, a shadow government, and then a guy wearing diapers in the office. It's fucking great. That's great. Four, Forecast your predictions for the stock market next week, Tyler. Um, once again, not financial advice, but GameStop, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, whatever. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? What kind of rowdy things are we in for? Uh, I think GameStop and AMC will probably start to boom, um, but I do think that at least one of them is going to get shut down. Uh, people are probably going to get screwed by their one of their brokers. Um but I, I think that you're going to see some some gains. How many? I think momentum will hold strong, despite all the bad press. Uh, Nokia, I'd say, is probably one that I'm, I, I don't know about. I <coughs> I, I think don't it's know. A longer uh, time horizon. I think it's a couple weeks out before that one. Honestly, what's even crazy about that is Nokia is probably the most tangible of the three stocks. Like in <laughs> terms of they actually produce something that people value. And well, I mean, it's not AMC's fault. Theaters got fucked, but you know, ultimately Nokia is the producer of the three and I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't have a good answer. I, I just think that eventually big daddy government's going to step in and ruin everyone's fun. Hell yeah, man. Well, it'll be interesting. So um, this will be a fun one to look back at someday and listen before the, the big short week of uh, real quick. Real quick prediction, I think that there's going to be some completely out of the playbook uh, fuckery going on. They're going to shut it down. I really yeah. believe they're not going to end up paying up. That's what I'm kind of worried about is they have all weekend to figure out what they want to do. Yep, they're oh, going to be working, working, working overtime. Yeah. Yep, they're going to be working with their legislators and and all the brokers. There's going to be smoky, you know, smoke filled room, closed door meetings going on yeah. mm-hmm. about how they're not doing this. Damn, might even the, get a glory hole. Every trading platform, every hedge fund, they're gonna pick their fall guy. They're gonna send to prison for to make to appease the public. But they're, they'll take that and the fines to get out of the billions they'll be losing otherwise. Yeah, they're, they're right now they're they're drawing straws to see who's going to prison. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who's the fall guy? <laughs> it won't be it won't be anyone on uh, in DC though. It'll just be some no name from a uh, hedge fund. It'll, yeah, they have the interns at Melvin Capital drawn straws. All right, which one <laughs> of you is going to prison? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's let's hope for the best. But um, we'll be back next week. And once again, if you uh, have not yet, please head over to iTunes and leave a uh, review and uh, please a five star rating and tell us know what you think of the show. And you can go ahead and find us on Twitter at to underscore Pauls, and you can also find Tyler there once again with at Schlitz underscore Beer. Still alive and well. No uh, season season desist yet. So we're going. Cool. All right, guys. Well, let's talk next week. Thanks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.